Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are doing our new moon forecast for the new moon taking place on May 11th, 2021. And before we get started, I do want to let you all know I have opened my readings back up, so I am offering readings again, and a few people have reached out to study with me. I do offer mentoring, which means we get together one-on-one -on -one and I teach you Vedic astrology. I actually never stopped doing that. Even when I uh, took a pause on readings, I was still doing mentoring and offering that. And I offer group classes through Patreon. And so I've been doing this for a while. If you sign up for... Um, the tiers of solar tier or cosmic tier on my Patreon account, Astrology Now Podcast. So it'd be patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. If you sign up for one of those tiers, you get one or two group classes per month. And it's developed a really steady little group who gets together to talk about astrology. It's a lot of fun. So if you are interested in learning Vedic astrology with me, I've been offering those group classes and the mentoring one-on-one. -on -one, and I'm very happy to have the readings open again. I've missed you all and I'm really excited to start working with people again. I also want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for those of you who take time to give my podcast a five-star review and especially the people who take time to leave kind words. It means so much to me. Thank you so much for your support. Just know that every single time that I read a nice review, it just completely makes my day. So from my heart to yours, thank you so much. So getting into the new moon. So I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. So I am going to be using the sidereal zodiac system for this forecast. And I do reside in Austin, Texas. So the time I use is going to be for Central Standard Time. Our new moon is going to take place on May 11th, 2021, around 1.41 p.m. And this new moon is very significant for a few reasons, but primarily is that this new moon is going to kick us off towards the cultivation phase of the eclipse that's taking place on May 26th, okay? And so when we have a new moon, the moon and the sun are so close together that the moon cannot reflect any light from the sun. It's completely dark. This is why it's said that a new moon is an auspicious time to set intentions. It's like you're setting seeds in the earth, you're sowing your intentions, and as the moon begins to shift in the sky and light is slowly added to the moon, it's as if we are fertilizing and watering our seed of intention so that it may grow to fruition, which is like the full moon, okay? And so in this period, in this new moon period, after May 11th, the moon is going to start growing in its light until it reaches the eclipse taking place on May 26th. So after this new moon, for those of you especially who are really sensitive, you may start feeling a little buzzy. You may be feeling a little emotionally off. You may just be feeling the shifts. So know that that's something that is going to be coming and being cultivated. And this new moon for me is incredibly symbolic. And I'm going to talk about why, okay? But again, in the sidereal system, the new moon is taking place in the sign of Aries. So the sun and the moon are going to be in Aries, and it's with Uranus as well. And the moon and sun are in the nakshatra of Kritika. 
And so this is a very powerful energy. It's a very sharp energy. There is an authoritative essence. The sun is in Aries. It's in its exaltation point. And I was talking about this recently on my Instagram that the sun and moon are the luminaries and they are associated to our third eye chakra. And our third eye chakra is connected to our intuition. It's our inner guidance, our inner knowing, our higher knowledge, our, again, like our intuition. And in order to really be in touch with our intuition, with our inner guidance, with our higher knowledge, we have to be able to feel secure in ourselves. We have to trust ourselves. We have to know in our heart what is true and we have to have the courage to listen when we hear that intuition speaking. And so again, the moon and the sun are both connected to this chakra. It's currently in the sign of Aries. It's a lot of power. It's a lot around the individual. You know, Aries is the self. It's the I. It's the first of the zodiac. So it has to do with the self for who you are, for your individuality, for your power, for your leadership. Aries is also very authoritative. It wants to be first. It wants to be pioneering. And of course, the sun is also a leader. It takes charge. It's the authority. It has a connection to the government as well. The moon, of course, is our intuition. Literally, it's our mind. It's our emotional body. And so for this new moon, I think it's really a powerful time. And I'm going to talk more as to why I think this. But I think it's a really powerful time for us to set intentions around our personal autonomy and setting an intention to really stay connected to our inner knowing, to develop the courage to trust our inner knowing, you know. And also what that requires is understanding what throws us off. Because when we're not feeling safe, when we're not feeling secure, when we're comparing ourselves to other people, when we're getting hijacked by strong emotions, when we're being too influenced by the outside world, when we feel like we have to rely on everyone else to tell us what to do. These are the things that separate us from our intuition from our inner authority and we don't act clearly we act in a way that is not in alignment with ourselves we're allowing outer influence and people around us we're allowing them to drive our lives and then we wonder why we're not happy (laughs) and we wonder why we have such a hard time getting in alignment We have to be able to create this inner fortitude, to create this inner sense of security so that we can really start relying on ourselves and trusting ourselves to stay in alignment with our inner guidance, our intuition, and our inner authority. And so why am I talking about all this? One, we're talking about Aries and Critica. Two, the way that Saturn is positioned right now, it is four signs away from the sun and the moon in Aries. This means it's a square. And I know a lot of Vedic astrologers don't use the square. I like using the square. Saturn is currently squaring the sun and the moon. What this is doing, well, first, let me talk a little bit about Saturn. So Saturn and the sun don't have the best relationship. 
the sun is authority it can be the government it can be leadership saturn is also an authoritative figure it really loves discipline and it isn't the bright and vibrant energy of the sun it's going to be a little bit more serious it's going to be a little bit more melancholy i love saturn but it's true it wants to be a little bit more structured and disciplined and serious you know and Saturn also has a connection to structures and it also has a connection to the government and and to authority in a lot of ways. And so when Saturn is squaring the sun like this, it is going to bring about power struggles, conflicts of leadership, leaders disagreeing on how to handle things, and people criticizing leadership, people criticizing the government. Their inner authority is taking over and so they're pressing back against the structures of the government. And maybe a few of you have even been having this in your personal life where you're having an issue with a boss, you're having an issue with a significant other, and you guys are having a power struggle. It could be that you are comparing yourself constantly to people online and you're wondering why your life isn't like other people's lives or why you don't have what other people have or why you're not doing what other people are doing. You're getting lost in somebody else's dharma. And so you're losing more connection with yourself. It's a possibility as well. When we focus too much on the lives of others and we compare ourselves to others, we're totally giving away all of our power, all of our resources, and losing sight of what it is we do have to offer. You know, and it's like if we're on a mission, if we're on a mission to do something and then we see somebody else doing something similar to us, what can happen is we get so caught up in their life, we get so caught up with what they're doing, we lose sight of what it is we even wanted. We lose sight of what makes us special, what makes our offering unique. So we have to put the blinders on, you know, <laughs> we either have to put the blinders on or we have to learn how to appreciate other people's work and other people's offerings and understand the truth, which is that their success contributes to your success. Their individuality and what makes them special has nothing to do with your individ individuality or how special you are. It cannot take that away. And something that I really want everyone to get out of this podcast is that no one can take away your personal authority or connection to your inner guidance without your consent. Now, I, you know, there are some exceptions in terms of power, like there are ways that people can take power away. But what I'm talking about is is more on a, a psychological level, not necessarily like physical or abusive, you know, there are all, all of these horrific situations that we can think of. But I'm saying at the very base level of living your life and having this feeling where you get hijacked by these emotions of comparison or doubt or shame or guilt that comes at you, you know, all of those feelings that I just listed can't really occur unless you allow it to occur. So it's shifting your mindset to stay in alignment again with your inner power, your uniqueness, and what it is that you have to offer, what your mission is in this life, what your dharma is, because that is completely unique. And, you know, we're all constantly in flow, we're all interconnected. So once we can get past the comparison, once we can get past the self doubt, once we can get this really strong, sturdy security in ourselves, we can then really allow the, the knowing really to seep in that 
we're all connected and other people's successes are our success and our successes are other success and this is all just kind of part of this grand cycle but anyway so going back into this Saturn is squaring the sun there are going to be some power struggles happening we are going to see this globally we are going to see this around the world some leaders are not going to know what to do leaders are going to have conflicts on how to handle things there are going to be a lot of criticisms against the government we are going to see this we're going to start seeing people who are unhappy and who are speaking up against the systems at play or speaking up against what um, authorities are saying or suggesting again you may want to keep the an eye open for this happening in your own life as well is it is the comparison uh, demon coming up <laughs> is the self-doubt coming up what is it that you need in order to feel secure? And what I wanted to come back to is that Saturn is our security. I was saying that the moon and sun are connected to our third eye center, which is our intuition and our inner knowing. Saturn is connected to our root chakra. Isn't that funny? The root chakra is our security. It, it's what makes us feel safe. If we don't feel safe, if we don't feel secure, if we are feeling threatened, we lose sight of our intuition. We lose sight of our higher knowing. We start acting out of fear. And when we're acting out of fear, we're not acting in alignment. And therefore, it's not going to contribute to our higher good. So what I'm really encouraging people to do in this time Try not to allow your emotions to rule you. Really be pragmatic about things. If big feelings come up, feelings of insecurity, however it shows up, it could be related to the government, but it could be related to self-doubt or shame or comparison, any of these things, anger. If those feelings come up, allow yourself to see them. Try not to act right away. Try to sit with them and observe them and validate them give them your loving attention because they're there for a purpose they're there to protect you that's why we have any of these negative emotions it's a coping strategy we develop them to keep us safe ultimately but now you know we don't need that anymore so we're going to start training ourselves not to pay not to let them rule our life you know so they come up we look at them we recognize them we validate them but we don't allow them to make decisions for us what we should allow to make decisions for us is that space when we're calm, when we're sitting with ourselves, when we remind ourselves that we are loved and supported and unique and valuable no matter what anyone else is doing and that we have something really special to offer. When we come to that place of inner stillness and alignment, whatever we act, however we act, from that space is from our intuition it's from our inner knowing it's from our inner guidance so we want to tend again to the root chakra we want to do what we need to do in order to feel safe and that's going to look different for everybody so when you feel those negative emotions arise ask yourself what can i do that's loving for myself what can i do to tend to my root chakra what can i do to tend to my security 
and allow yourself to feel safe. And when you're safe and you feel your intuition start moving, really start paying attention to it. Something that I'm thinking of is actually from the Bhagavad Gita, which is not attaching yourself to the outcome of your actions. You know, if we're acting from a place of fear or one of these other emotions, for me, everything comes back to fear. It's like anger, shame, guilt, whatever. We can list them off. All of it comes back to this fear of not being loved, this fear of being abandoned and then therefore dying. You know, everything comes back to that root fear. When we're acting out of fear, like, oh, I need to do this thing so that I'm loved. I need to do this thing to prove my worth. I need to do this thing to get validation. You're hoping for a specific outcome. And if you don't get that outcome, you're going to suffer. You're setting yourself up for suffering when you act in a way where you're hoping to get a specific result. A way to remedy that is to act from the heart, to act out of service, to act out of alignment with your dharma. And not attach yourself to the outcome. Acting in a way, again, that's in alignment. That's in alignment with our dharma. I keep on saying your. I do this all the time. Our. (laughs) I always have to remind myself of this. You know, I can't even tell you. It was just last week. I was having to sit down with myself and remind myself not to act for any other reason other than out of service or to be in alignment. And I know it's still going to be a thing. It will always be a thing. But it's always a practice. Okay, so so practicing acting in a way that's from the heart, that's from your center, that's guided by your inner knowing, by your inner guidance, by your intuition not attaching yourself to the outcome of something just for the sheer act of service from the sheer act of doing something from your heart and this isn't demonizing any of the placements of the planets we need all of this we need the security of our root chakra of saturn we need the inner knowing of of our intuition of the sun and the moon it's just the way that they're interacting right now it's causing some conflict and it's going to cause some of this upheaval in one area or another And so some remedies for this that I'm thinking we could do some remedial measures for Saturn, we could do some remedial measures for the moon or the sun. And I have some very simple mantras, a lot of people have brought up um, beige mantras, and I love beige mantras, they're so powerful. But the thing is that they're very, very powerful. So you want to be really careful when you're using those. Okay, if you're using those, be really careful, you'll probably never hear me Uh, recommend one unless we're working one-on-one and um anyway just remember that these mantras are very 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 powerful okay and so what i would recommend is going to my website innerknowing.yoga click on offerings and then chart and then go to remedial measures and so using the mantra for saturn the sun or the moon of course they're going to work differently according to your chart but the beautiful thing about mantras is that it says they are beneficial no matter what if you take the time to offer a mantra to the planets it's going to be beneficial no matter what and other remedial measures could be feeding birds on a saturday that's good for Saturn. You know, we're wanting to ground. We're wanting to help your root chakra. So going out in nature, walking barefoot, feeding some birds, connecting with the earth. This is all very grounding. Doing something out of service for the moon and for the sun. You know, this I would recommend just meditation. Sitting silently in meditation. You could also choose to get a moonstone or a sunstone for the sun or the moon. But above everything, I always recommend doing the mantras. I always recommend meditating because when we offer that time, it's just so significant. Okay. 
So this is really what I was wanting to talk with you all about was this authority piece and how serious it is when or really not necessarily how serious it is, but how interconnected our sense of security and safety is with our intuition and how when we get hijacked emotionally, we can very quickly lose track of our higher guidance. And so if you're feeling off in either of these, trying to find balance and harmony with both is going to be profoundly helpful. Okay, and also knowing when to act, knowing how to act. And sometimes, as I was mentioning earlier, sometimes there is beauty in inaction. And if we get stirred up, if our authority gets challenged, if we're feeling spicy and we suddenly want to lash out, sometimes there is beauty in inaction, not acting from that place, not allowing the emotions to hijack you. Instead, waiting in inaction for a wise time when you know how to respond, when you know how to wisely respond to something. Has that ever happened to you where you get really mad and then you act out and then later you're like, man, I could have said all these things that would have been so much more helpful. Or I wish I could have said this, you know. Taking time to sit and wait, it's going to help you cultivate a few words that really pack a punch that are really, that's really going to help you get your point across. And I'm not saying in a confrontational way. I'm saying pack a punch in terms of getting your message across, saying what you want to say in a way that has dignity and integrity and is in alignment for you. Because you are a divine soul. You are a divine being. You have integrity. You have dignity. And we act in a way that we choose to talk to ourselves. You know, if we choose to talk to ourselves like, oh, I'm just a person, excuse me, I'm just a person, or I'm just an animal, we're all just animals. It's like, we're gonna start acting from that place. And we are human, we will make mistakes, and we are divine beings with insight and integrity and grace. And so holding ourselves to that standard, you know, giving that to ourselves is what I'm trying to say. So what else is happening in the night sky? Well, Mars is aspecting Saturn. Pluto has gone retrograde, which I'm going to talk about a little bit. Jupiter and Neptune are in the midpoint of Rahu and K2. Venus and Mercury are in Taurus with Rahu. Let's let's break it down a little bit. So with Mars aspecting Saturn, we may have this feeling of push, pull, stop, go. Like there's a lot that we want to do and we feel unable to act some days or maybe some other days we're doing a whole bunch of action without a whole lot of thought. And so what this configuration is asking of us is kind of going on what I've been saying is slowing down and creating a game plan before acting, trying not to be impulsive. But we'll probably see people around us being a little bit impulsive. Jupiter and Neptune being in the midpoint of Rahu and Ketu, I've made a podcast on this. I do think we are going to continue to see interesting information arise, maybe, you know, some surprising information. Also going to see a lot of people stand up for what they believe in and what people believe is right for society. I think in May, we're going to see a lot of this come about because we're going to have that eclipse on the 26th. And with Jupiter and Neptune in the midpoint of this eclipse, I really do think that we're going to see people demanding what, um, demanding what they think is fair, demanding to be heard. With Venus and Mercury with Rahu and Taurus, you know, 
Venus and Rahu is a really interesting combination. I've seen this a lot in charts and I actually really like it. <laughs> I think it creates really fun individuals who have this in their chart. Um, but what it can do is give kind of an obsession with gains. It can give an obsession with gains, an obsession with financial matters, can also give a lot around love and romance and uh dating, like the arts, like luxury, especially being in Taurus. So this is a pretty good time for things like dating, going out, indulging in luxury. It's also, you know, you might feel yourself wanting to spend money. I do want to say that I think the economy is going to get a little rocky. Um, I'm pulling up another chart. Give me one second. I do think that we're going to start seeing more shifts in the economy here in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, with Pluto retrograding as well, I think that this is going to shake things up. Pluto retrograde, Pluto is explosive. Pluto is big power. And I I think that we are going to be reviewing these things. I think that events are going to occur for us to continue looking into these things and to analyze these things and ask questions about these things. Who is in power? Why are they in power? Why are we following what other people are saying? This is kind of the energy of the cosmos right now. And with that being said, you know, nothing gets us to question authority more than our stability, our security, and finances really does that finances are directly connected to how secure and safe we feel it's just you know the fact of the matter and so i do think that there may be some issues in the economy that come up particularly for america and get um, a little bit more bumpy here and so i'm saying that because be mindful with your investments be mindful with what you're spending money on be really smart and pragmatic make sure you're making smart choices and choices most of all that you're secure in regardless you know don't i wouldn't take big risks but then again don't ask me i'm not a big risk taker anyway i'm <laughs> always trying to feel as secure as possible so but anyway do as you will i trust you i trust you to be smart with what you're doing i just wanted to give you all that heads up and so on the new moon i hope that you all can take time to you know greet the sun pay attention to the weather pay attention to the changing seasons maybe take ode to saturn and moon and sun with those remedial measures and take some time to ground outside and most importantly don't let yourself get hijacked by emotions and don't let yourself um, give away your power keep your power don't give it away nobody can take your power without your consent so whatever techniques you need to use, whether it be putting on your blinders and not paying attention or whether it's turning thoughts and feelings of comparison into appreciation, just never allow something to keep you from acting from the heart. Never allow something to stifle your dharma and what it is that you're meant to create here. Because I know that the people who listen to this podcast are amazing. And that's just been proven time and time again. And I know that whoever you are, wherever you are, you have amazing gifts to offer the world. And there can never be enough of that. There can never be enough goodness. There can never be enough of people acting from the heart, of people acting without attachment to the result. That's selfless action. 
there can never be too much of that so I hope that you can connect with that I hope that it can feel nourishing for you and fulfilling for you Aries is all about the self all about um, independence and staying true to who you are so I hope that you all can really spend some sweet time focusing on what that is for yourself, what that looks like, what it feels like, any barriers to that and how you can overcome and cut through those barriers with this amazing Kritika energy. If you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can schedule a reading yourself at innerknowing.yoga. You can also plan mentoring sessions with me at innerknowing.yoga. If you're interested in group classes or tarot readings or weekly horoscopes, please sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. If you'd like to follow my Instagram, it is astrologynowpodcast on Instagram. And I will talk to you all very soon. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez, and this is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Bye.